Hey, how are you doing out there in uh, Radio Land? I'm, my name is Mikhail Woodward, and I'm the host of Beer Ambassadors. We're here every week now at 5.30, our new time for the fall quarter. And uh, I want to say um, that hopefully you're uh, having some good times here. And since we had that spooky, that, that music, uh, I wish I could uh, show you beers in 3D. And uh, But there's some spooky beers out there, I'm sure. Um, and, and with that being said, uh, I'm going to, I do have a, I'm going to just introduce him. My friend, uh, Andrew Reed is here in studio. And, uh, so he's going to be in the mic uh, commenting with me as well. Welcome, Andrew. Thank you. Good to be here. Um, so if you need to move that mic or wherever you need to go ahead, but, uh, Andrew, uh, I, I thought, I, you know what, I was, wasn't planning on leading out with this, but uh, since we're talking about spooky beers and things that are spooky, uh, there's all kinds of beer events going on. Um, and the the OC Brewers Mash put on by the o, OC uh, Guild or the Orange County Brewers Guild um, is going to be this Saturday. The uh, is that the twentieth or the twenty first this Saturday? I have to look at my my my. Uh, it's an excellent question. At. It is an excellent <laughs> question. Uh, anyways, but my my point is that there there is um, a big beer festival going on this weekend, my friends. So if you guys are interested. You should be going there on Saturday evening. It is an evening thing. It's out at the... Um, um, is it at the Arboretum? At the Arboretum in Fullerton. And um, as soon as I bring up the guild, I can tell you what it is. I'm going to post it on my, my, my Instagram as well. If you guys follow me, it's the underscore beer underscore ambassador or the beer ambassador with underscores. But um, it is this Saturday and there'll be all kinds of brewers there. And breweries uh, there from Orange County, <clears throat> but it is uh, the 20th. That's what I thought it was. It starts from 6 p.m. and goes uh, until 10. Um, and so there'll be 31 breweries. There's one meadery that's going to be there now because we have a new meadery that's in. Oh, is that the Honey Pot? The Honey Pot. Yep. I've been trying to get that. I already talked about trying to come on the show, but we just haven't worked anything out. I haven't been able to get over there yet. But there's a DJ. There's a live band. Um, there's food trucks, of course. There's a costume contest, which is always fun. And uh, so you can be involved in that. Maybe you'll win um, if you guys go. Uh, there's a best booth contest. So you can vote on all the different breweries and their booths on which one you like the is the best. And then a lot of them are, you know, they give out candy and stuff besides beer. Not all of them, but some of them. Um, so it's a good time. And uh, it is a little spooky out there once it gets to be a little nighttime-ish. Uh, it, on the especially on the ones on the road, there's a road trail and there's like this house that looks like it's haunted. <laughs> well, they've um, got some you know very mature trees and whatnot. So yeah, you're it's as close to being the forest as you're probably going to get yeah. uh, in town. <laughs> if you're in the main area though, then it's where the stage is. That's all kind of lit up and yeah. not, not a spooky, but it's it's still fun there. So since we were talking about uh, this this month and that going on, there's all kinds of stuff going on uh, actually for the the rest of the month as well. Um, if, if you guys know that, uh, like, I know Stone Church is doing a thing the, the, the week after on the 27th, but that's... Oh, cool. We've actually had one of their beers in. Um, I, I need to get another, uh, I got to plan another drive out there. They, they don't distribute, so we went out and actually picked up a keg. And, oh, um, you had to work for that beer. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they're probably wondering where their empty keg is. So uh-huh. you know, A lot of smaller places, you know, they don't have a lot of cooperage, so... That is true. That is true. All right, so... Uh, since we're talking about what what's going on this this week and this month, uh, you have an event that's that's several months in now, and uh, 
almost half a year or something. And you we guys- do. So it's uh, our homebrew night, and it's an opportunity for homebrewers to bring in something that they've crafted. And uh, you bring in 32 ounces of uh, whatever beer, and you can bring more than one style if you'd like. There's no style suggestion or limitation. So you know we've even had, uh, I think last month we had a mead. Um, and uh, it's a great opportunity to talk to other homebrewers and also to get some sort of unvarnished feedback on your... Um, on what you've produced. So we have a, a simplified ballot. We essentially have, uh, you know, appearance, aroma, flavor, and then you get an overall score. So very streamlined because what we do is just allow uh, not only the people who are participating, but other patrons that are at the brew house uh, can also participate in the, the taste testing and uh, they can submit their scores as well. And then the winner gets a, a nice prize to uh, be able to stock back up on their home brewing supplies over at O'Shea's. So a uh, good opportunity to, to mingle with folks, you know, like-minded folks, uh, and uh, we do it at the third Thursday of every month, so we're trying to make that predictable, and sometimes we've got 15 beers, and sometimes we've got four. It's uh, hard to predict, but always a good time regardless. For sure. I uh, I like it when I make it out there and, and, uh, and have a good time. I uh, know that... Um, that you have a good time. Absolutely, we've had a good time together, <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know it's it's different every week or every month, I should say. Um, you know, sometimes you get a, a larger crowd and sometimes a little smaller, but um, you know, usually you get like six or eight beers out there, right? Yeah, that's probably a good average. And like I've said, you know, we've had a few where we've had a you know a dozen or more. So yeah. uh, I'm hoping that as we do this uh, consistently over time, that people will start to. Um, you know, remember it and, um, you know, grab a couple of bottles in their homebrew and bring it down. And Yeah. Um, Part like of I why I'm wanting to start talking about this, because there are some other clubs and they can do stuff. And, yep. you know, I know I know one guy, he's like, he goes to two or three different things because he just, it supplies his habit of making beer. <laughs> uh, if he wins and he makes good beer. So yeah. yeah, I wish I could get into the habit of doing that. I, I enjoy brewing, but, and I've got a little homebrew club in our neighborhood, but it's uh, we're we're hard pressed to get together more than uh, you know every few months. I got to try to rectify that. For sure, um, I I we're gonna move on and talking about. Uh, I was at the which people know I had uh, um, a really cool couple on last week where we had Rick and Amanda Smets from Stereo Brewing Company, and I know you, you like them. And, and oh, yeah, those are, they're great folks, and, and they just epitomize the, the craft beer community. Yeah. Uh, just really nice, welcoming, yep. uh, friendly. Um, he works at Firestone Walker, and now he has his own place. And, and I mean, for a two-year-old brewery, they already have a couple GABF, I think three, three. now, three GABF medals. They won medals. one for Wall of Sound, which is their stout last year, and then they won for Wall of Sound this year, as long as well as a Robot, Robot yeah. which is their Imperial Red, which is a fantastic beer, by yeah. the way. Yeah, we got that in cans right now, but uh, oh, I'm trying really? to see if I can snag another keg of that soon. Yeah, that, it's it's amazing. And then they have, uh, I'll, I'll talk about the other two of my favorite beers there. So those are two of my favorites. I, they can, they came out with their uh, Anniversary Ale, which is a, a big West Coast hazy IPA. Um, and it's got all kinds of hops, and it's it's... It's citrusy and dank at the same time, resiny that kind of stuff, um, and that's called "Do It Again." Um, but, but two that I I just keep going to, uh, there is there a meal series. So when I was talking with Rick, it's a meal. Uh, um, Berliner is the one who created like the original record player or something like that, or some hmm. kind of version of that. 
And, Makes sense. And uh, and so he he names all of his Berliner Weisses a meal. <laughs> um, and so I I like that how he's bringing music and beer together. And then uh, so it's a Berliner Weiss, of course. Um, but he has the passionate Emil, so it's a passion fruit oh, uh, nice. Berliner Weiss, and it is stunningly fantastic. I mean, the flavor profiles on your tongue, it just makes me happy. So it's a sour that maybe even I would like? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it, I, well, I know you're not a big sour fan, so we'll get into something else, but you might. It's kettle soured, yeah. um, but it's I, I think it's wonderful, so it's more tart than anything, but it's got the, the fruit flavors and... Uh, it's it's really cool. I just tried a sour from a Good Beer Company. It was a pastry sour, and I found that actually to be really tasty as well. Yeah. Uh, it might actually be something that would eventually win me over. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> see, I keep telling people that uh, your your taste buds can change over time. So, but know, uh, and, and going back to uh, Stereo last year, they brewed an Imperial IPA for uh, for their anniversary. It was yeah. that was really uh, that was a really good beer. Yeah, and uh, I think that one had like a Grateful Dead theme to it. But but yeah, it's it a did. great combination. You know, music and beer, obviously. Oh man, two great tastes that taste great together for sure. <laughs> and Rick got his haircut. I haven't posted about it yet. I've been meaning to. I've just been a little busy. So you'll see if you if you look on there. I'll, I did some pictures and some other stuff from the event, um, and. Um, they had five bands play, and he and Amanda were running around with all the crew, and the crew just did an excellent job. You know, my other beer that I'm really uh, impressed with that I was having there is called Be the Void, and it's a 9% uh, Brute IPA, and it oh, wow. is stunning as well. It's I have really not uh, I've not tried that. I've had a, only a couple of Brute IPAs so far. I know it's the seems to be the next big thing following on the heels of the hazies mm-hmm. and the juicies and I, the milkshakes. But, I happen um, to be, if you do it right, I happen to be a big Brute IPA fan. Yeah. Um, and, and I know it's not selling as as much as West Coast IPAs or regular IPAs and stuff like that, but I think it's up and coming because we don't really know what it is. But it's what I like about it is it's just as hoppy, but it's so clean and dry in the backside, and you can drink them. And some of them are, you know, like sessionable uh, in in the ABV, so they're four to five percent. Yeah. Um, this one is not. It's nine percent, so it's deceptive because <laughs> it'll sneak up on you, just like the a robot. That's nine yeah. percent as two, or maybe a little over. Um, but they're but they're awesome beers. So that was a great event, even with the rain, which I love that that people came out because, you know, if you're in other parts of the country, especially if I go up to Oregon or Washington, it rains and people are out in the rain. Here, people get afraid. <laughs> but it was good to see that people came out uh, for the event, especially after it kind of stopped raining. Um, also, I didn't make it over, but Rip. Uh, brewing company in Huntington Beach had their third anniversary, and that was over the whole weekend. And I haven't been there since uh, since they put in that new ten barrel system, and yeah. they were on the verge. Uh, I'm assuming now that the production is ramped up, but um, I'm still not seeing them as much. I guess I'm, I'm sure they're still making some you know, really good beers. Uh, you know, Dan K was always uh, one of the you know that was the early yeah. one of the early ones, and uh, it was Dan uh, K is a good one. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know some of the others, but I, I've not seen them. I guess. A, a presence yet and i'm yeah you know certainly i need to keep them on my list to i agree i have again. to go back over there i was trying to make it this weekend i just was uh uh let's just put it in recovery mode uh on sunday so i told ryan the brewer that i was 
Sorry, Ryan. I already texted him and told him I was going to make it in before they closed. Because I thought at first, of, actually, I thought they closed at ten at night, and realized it when I looked up it was eight, and it was seven o'clock, and uh-huh. it was after seven, and there was no way I was going to make it from Irvine to Huntington Beach to be able to drink beer. But um, those are like traditional brewery hours. Yeah, I mean, yeah. a lot of places are staying open later. I find and yeah, almost yeah. becoming more like you know really a, a tap room, not just a tasting For room. For sure, but, um, I think that works in the favor of the breweries. Absolutely, you know? and 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 that brings me into supporting local. Uh, breweries and even uh, entrepreneurs like you in your shop because um, you know I know a lot of people don't like to say this but I know that uh, you know uh, Rick and, and Amanda don't take any money uh, my friend who said it many times here Evan um, Weinberg from Sismontane doesn't get paid um, I know that you don't get paid and you and so uh, you guys need to support local breweries and local uh, um, bottle shops and 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 bars, because um, entrepreneurs, these people out here, are owners, they're they're not a, like, <laughs> you know, they're not in in all the money, right? They're doing it because of the love and the passion of beer, and and that and the reason I bring that up is because um, a company that was around for four years making really good stuff, and I like sours and stuff in San Diego was Toolbox Brewing Company, and they just closed down this last weekend, and I found out. Just the, this weekend, I just found out today. I was um, looking on. Yeah, so I, think, I was wanting uh, to make it Twitter. down. I just couldn't be in too many places. I can't be in two places at one time. Um, so I wished them well, and and I actually asked them if they want to come on and talk about it because I think that that's a a good topic to talk about in this uh, community uh, and about the whole thing with why I think the, the the label for support independent craft is important because um, even though there's some breweries that I've supported in the past that have been bought out and they've got an infusion of cash and and some of them make it where it's better for their company or their families and that kind of thing. Um, it, when you get these big companies like e and, uh, AB and Bev and uh, Miller Coors, which is really technically still owned by AB and Bev and uh, Heineken and and uh, uh, Constellation, all these things, there's, there's more than that, but these are some of the, the big ones that um, when they come in there doing the infusion of money into these formerly small independently uh, owned craft breweries it, it, it's good that that goes up <clears throat> and the they have the the be able to the money to be able to uh, advertise so people know about it but the problem is is now it's not an independently owned uh, craft brewery with a mom and pop or or a couple partners or whoever it is but they're all mom and pop essentially uh, owning these these breweries and these bars and uh, it makes it really difficult for people to stay open yeah, and I think those those still play a role. I, I think of Lagunitas, for example, uh, and I was reading a, an interview with uh, the owner, name escapes me at the moment, but he was talking about how he had investors when he first started it, and he was never, over the 19 years or whatever they've been in business, never able to pay anyone a penny yeah. uh, on their investment, and finally Heineken came in and course purchased them and you know first the the first half and then about the second half a couple years later yeah and he said he was able to give a a friend of his who had invested fifty thousand dollars you know 19 years ago he's able to give him five million bucks and so it's nice i'm sure from the owner's perspective to be able to make good on some of the the faith that people had in him early on um i think it elevates the mass-produced market it Mm -hmm. makes you know there's some better beers and honestly you know from what i've heard of people traveling to europe because of the heineken connection Lagunitas is prevalent over in Europe now. Yeah. Uh, so uh, hopefully that 
uh, stimulates additional craft beer, you know, production or, or an interest um, in Europe as well. So, it, you know, in some ways, it might be um, you know beneficial to a certain extent. You know, I, I still want to lean heavily, obviously, on you know the independent local uh, uh, types of breweries, but. Um, you know, I don't want to always look askance at some of these developments and and say, oh, it's you know, it's terrible that that happened. It's not always terrible. There are other small breweries that are still around. But you know, going back to Toolbox, I'm honestly, you know, they had a good reputation, um, and I'm kind of surprised that they are in the position they're in. And of course, not knowing any of the details. And well, that's the thing. We don't know the details about them. I mean, I mean, was it a a year and a half ago now, we had um, a brewery here in Orange County closed down that had been open for a long time. Um, and why I just escaped their name uh, just escaped me. Um, it'll come to me in just a second. But but people don't, we don't know all the details. Um, some of us do parts parts of the details, but not all the details. And not everyone can make it, I think. You know, and you look but at San Diego, it's you know, you you got a couple hundred breweries. As many as there's more breweries opening up, but there's always breweries that are failing. And and you need this, you know, I always tell people you need to have a good product, good management. If you have those two things, you should make it. And if you get good marketing and a name, then, then you'll really make it. But what's really making it in right. today's society? And, and, and then the fact that there's a lot of beer out there. And do and you want to get rich or do you want to sustain yourself and i think if you want to go the route of of sustaining yourself and and being you know doing a job that you love um i think that you probably need to pick an area where you can serve a local community that's got a decent sized population um and just plan on serving only that uh community because if if you want to start getting into distribution and you have to ramp up production to be able to facilitate that and you're getting a much smaller margin when you're going through distribution um that's a whole nother strategy so i think uh, for anyone who's thinking about a brewery uh, there are definitely some key considerations and i think there's a a major fork in the road of hey do i want to you know get rich and build this thing up and get acquired or um you know just blow up or do i want to uh keep a you know fairly sustainable uh small brewery serving a local market with a i think probably you know what you end up with like a fiercely loyal fan base um and simply sustain myself in, a, in an enjoyable fashion for sure um i mean that's what it comes down to is is i think that's why a lot of breweries are not it's it's hard for the shelf space the the big players make it really hard for yeah. the small breweries. I know this. I was out doing it every day to get shelf space, um, to and not just shelf space in the stores, which is a big thing as well, but uh, just tap space to, to get a line anywhere. And I know you know as a, as a beer bar, and you guys have thirty or thirty two. Yeah, thirty thirty taps. Thirty taps. Uh, that's a lot of taps, but you can't get everybody in there so it's still fighting for space on your taps no it's interesting you guys have a lot of changeover yeah and we try to we don't repeat a beer so and we don't want to have more than one from a a particular brewery at any given time uh to you know just reduce confusion and be able to maintain um as broad a a selection of of local beers as we can um but it's tough sometimes because some of the places that have a more aggressive salesperson who's on top of things, they'll say, you know, hey, you guys need something this week? Uh, and then the next week they're asking me, hey, you need something this week? And it's like, look, I, I put a keg of yours on. It lasts me a couple of weeks. No, I'm not going to need it for at least a couple of weeks. And then I don't necessarily want to put your brewery right back on after that because there's so many good ones to choose from. So, 
it, it is difficult. That's true. Um, well, it's good to hear from that side, too. I mean, because, you know, it's a good thing you're still open, but I know that yeah. you guys have uh, struggled on your own. Um, and so, like I, you know, like you said, we were both kind of surprised to hear about Toolbox. Yeah. Um, and they say that they're not going away forever, that they'll do something different, something's in the works. But obviously, we don't know the whole story and how they close down and why and, and what they have to do. But obviously, they close. They yeah. close this Sunday Sunday night was their last night. Um, so it's a... Uh, um, it's a sad thing, but it's also, um, I think, kind of sobering to, to know that I still don't think we're at full saturation, but a lot of people say, oh, the bubble's coming. Yeah. But I still think it comes down to good beer, good service, um, which it comes down to good management, of yeah. course, um, and and being able to make that. But I, I really want to press on people out there that if you're support, if you're here, man, support local breweries, support independent craft beer. And, uh, and I have a friend, and I'm not against, like, Golden Road. Because right. my friend works there, and uh, Victor Novak helped to, to a lot of brewers that you guys go to that have some good. <laughs> they learned under under Victor, and uh, when he went over there, they weren't they were still independent. He didn't know they were going to get bought out several months later, but uh, but the long and the short are, uh, you know, uh, he's been able to take care of his family. Um, he's able to get paid like he hasn't got paid before, but he says there's there's safety. He said what the best thing is that safety has been brought up. Yeah. And uh, I I did an interview with him about six months ago and wanted to post it, but um, I had to edit it and ha- had problems with getting it transferred, and have never done that. <laughs> so um, uh, if anyone out there wants to volunteer and help on my show and some editing or anything like that, <laughs> some some artwork, uh, some things like I, I'm really needing some people here, but uh, but there you go. So. Um, uh, I know there's some other events coming up, uh, so look at them. I, I'm going to just say one of them is California Beer Calendar is really good, and uh, um, I think All Things Brew, if I remember. Um, they put up some pretty consistent about putting up events. I try, but my whole thing is not just about putting up events. It's about interviewing the the beer, the breweries and talking about beer. And I want to say I saw something recently where someone is trying to uh, essentially create – it's almost like uh, it's it's an app – but it will give you uh, different events and it consolidate all the different craft beer oriented events. And, um, you know, I think that would be kind of cool because otherwise you're obviously going to, uh, you know, various sites. And again, I mean, people are, you know, who own breweries, people who are, you know, own tap rooms, they're, they're already doing a bunch of stuff and sometimes keeping a website or keeping their social media presence totally up to date can be a challenge. So you can't always depend on, uh, what you find online to, to give you the the full picture. Um, so it's, uh, it'd be interesting. And I, unfortunately the name escapes me, but I'll, uh, I'll see if we can dig that up, but, um, it might be an interesting development and I, I will throw in one shameless plug. We just actually, it was just this past weekend, but uh, a couple, a few of these kegs are still on, but we did 11 beers that were either uh, medal winners at GABF or at the world beer cup. And, um, you know, we were saying, Hey, you know, save yourself the ticket to, to Denver uh, <laughs> and come in and, I love that. and try. And, and, the, you know, it's just, it's interesting. You may not like all the styles that we have. I mean, we've got, uh, like Burgeon, we had their noble minor. It's a grisette. It's a, it's a good beer. Uh, but at the very least you kind of get as a, a beer lover, you get a baseline for that style. You say, okay, at least it's true to that style. And now I understand a lot more about grisette than I did. Uh, you know, yesterday when I had never had one. Oh yeah, um, that's true. And I, I like a grisette actually. 
We'll come on down. Oh, actually, yeah, I mean, hopefully you'll be at our uh, homebrew night. On, on Thursday night. Um, well, uh, I was going to say one more other thing that, that I want to talk about since we have a few minutes left, about four or five minutes. Um, the one thing is, is that several months ago I put out there online, if you guys were aware of it, it was Pint Pass, and you could get paid to uh, go check out breweries. Um, it's been in beta mode. And uh, and you could also text a beer to people, and they don't have to have the app to be able to to receive it. But they but if they don't have the app, they have to use that that the money that you texted them within 30 days. Um, but uh, it went live yesterday on the 15th, so anyone can go download Pint Pass now. And um, and you know when you go into a brewery, you can open it up. You ask you ha- they ask you about four or five questions. It, it takes it like 30 seconds to load, and uh, you answer the five, four or five questions, and it gives you, a, you know, a couple bucks for being there, which you're going to do anyways. Yeah. And you're giving back feedback, and you're just talking about what beer and stuff. So, be honest. This is a this is a, um, you know, this is a an anonymous thing that they do where the the breweries have no idea. The breweries don't pay for it. They're they're a, a third party that's doing this to be able to give information back to the brewing community <clears throat> on what you and I like in beers and what we like about the different breweries and how the services and that kind of stuff. Um, and so it's not out there for uh, people uh, to abuse the system, essentially, um, or to, uh, you know, hate on people and go out and, and be malicious. That's, it's not that, the Yelp of beer. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's a bunch of BS. Um, so, but the reason this, because to me, if you, if you can't... Um, I don't like the anonymous part on that when people are out there uh, just trolling other people. So don't be a troll, <laughs> right? But um, but this is an, I, what I think is good about this that it's anonymous is that you can be honest about your favorite beer and, and and what you like and don't like, so that breweries can improve and they can make the beer that the people really want. They're going to still make other beers, but you know there's always a trends of beers, and I I think the new trend and that I like is brew IP. I, I'm just really down with the brew IPA. And I never really thought about it. I'm not a, a, a into brute wine, really. Yeah. I don't know if were you ever into brute wine, because you're. A I mean, it's a champagne guy. essentially, right? It's essentially, yeah. Yeah. I mean, these aren't as. Uh, yeah, not as much. I these mean. aren't as effervescent as a champagne is. Um, Though I have seen, uh, um, I guess, a word of warning from breweries that are providing that they say you may have to adjust your draft system a little bit to accommodate a little bit higher level of carbonation. But uh, yeah, you could do that. I mean, because these are bone dry; they're bone dry. Yeah. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm fine, and I really like that. It's, I, I've always liked, like my ciders. I like dry ciders. You know, I mean, it, it's okay for a sweet one, but I prefer the dry ones. And it's interesting to me to see another style of IPA uh, come out of all of this uh, relative to some of the other changes and shifts that people were expecting. Like people were saying, oh, the sour is going to be the next big thing. And I think sours are making inroads, but on wine drinkers, not on, it's not displacing what people are drinking beer wise. So, yeah. um, and you know, I love hoppy beers and I love IPAs. And so the fact that there's another style of IPA, I'm all about it. It's it's great. I, I, you know, I'm with you. I, I think that uh, I tell people all the time: if, if you're a wine drinker, I can get you into a sour or a saison. Yeah. More likely, maybe a saison or a sometimes a some some farmhouses, but mostly saison uh, sours. Um, something uh, a little funk to it. Yeah, something like. But 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 what I find is weird is if it was a sour wine, it'd be bad. But <laughs> but then the but they're okay with it in a beer. Yeah. But there's something about a crossover with the flavor profiles. 
um, being similar to tannins, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I think you're right. That, that wine people are able to come over and become beer people as well, which I love. And I, I'm love that I love that you brought that up and are talking about it because I, I try to tell people about that. I'm like, if you haven't had the right, if you don't, if you say you don't like beer, you just haven't had the right beer yet. <laughs> yeah. I can find a beer. I'm not going to say I'm going to turn you into a total beer, beer person, but I will. You will. You will stop saying I don't like beer. You just say I like specific beer, right? And let your palate grow and change. Yeah, I mean, there's so many styles. It's just amazing. It's awesome. So we're going to have to wrap it up here. Is anything? Uh, you're looking forward to uh, coming up for are you going to be what are you going to dress up as are you going to the brewers mash or are you going to be working uh unfortunately i'll be working um i made it last year it was uh a fun event definitely recommend it um do you dress up at the bar oh yeah so we're so we're doing uh so halloween we're doing a costume contest and and uh our normal trivia night and and we're thinking oh do we do you know do we not do trivia and it's like you know let's throw it all in there and let's have a big old party and i love honestly i love dressing up uh around halloween yeah well, on Who Halloween, like I, I, I dress up on Halloween. That's yeah. about it. <laughs> dress up and, and drink beer. It's but, always a uh, good time. But, but be uh, safe, everybody. Use uh, Uber or designated driver or Lyft or whatever it is, and just be smart about it all. Um, anyways, unfortunately, we're at the end of our time. Uh, we're here every Tuesday uh, at 5.30 to 6. We're talking about the world of craft beer. I am Mika Woodward, the Beer Ambassador, and you can find me online um, at the Beer Ambassador. Um, uh, if you want to send me an email at KUCI, uh, the beer ambassador at KUCI.org. Uh, and um, anyways, and you can find all, all the things at uh, the podcast there at KUCI.org. Go look for um, the uh, the past. Look for the podcast. There's another word it's under um, past episodes, something like that. Anyways, uh, archives. That's what <laughs> I'm looking for. And then you go to podcast. Anyways, my time is up and uh, we will see you guys next time, my friends.